0: Edward, I know that we haven't spoken in a few years. I need your help. I need your help. I have a daughter. Her name is Rowan. She has been missing for two weeks now. I fear she is in danger, so now I turn to you. Be careful and believe nothing that you see or hear. Lost your bearings? Oh, hey. Sorry. Snuck up on me there. This is private property. Do you know her? Hmm. I don't recognize this child. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, a Guide to Sequel and Remakes. This is episode 313? 12? 312. I'm Mark. He's Mike. This is the pre-Spring Break episode. Is it already that time? Well, our next show, you're gonna be gone. Oh yeah. So that's spring break. I guess right? that's spring break, yeah, March. Yeah, March. <laughs> I'm doing doing. I I am going to a beach. I'm I'm going to i mean, uh, a Washington Coast beach where I'll be probably still wearing jeans and a jacket. But probably um, uh, you might want a windbreaker. Yeah. Um, you, you might something light. You might peel your shoes and socks off and, yeah. and dip the toe in for a minute. Oh this is ocean water. Yeah, you still do it. They're sharks. It's not a lake. Well uh, Yeah, it's no. true. It's not a river. No, this is uh this is their territory. You know what you know you're probably more in danger of? <laughs> Getting your leg bit by a fucking sea lion over there. Oof, that's true. Them that sons true. of bitches are like rats. My goal... They're everywhere over there. To see a whale. Yeah? That, that is the whole purpose of this trip, is for me to spot a whale. I hope you see a blue whale. Yeah. Not, not, not no punk-ass beluga. No. You know, orca, okay, that's kind of cool, but, like, in comparison of, like, the majesty of of, of nature... Pretty small. Pretty small. Compared to what we may get with a blue whale. Yeah. Oh. Blue whale is the, the premier whale. Yeah. That being said, orcas are dope. Oh, right, I think an orca would be pretty cool. Here's the thing. You don't see the blue whale jumping through hoops at Sea World. Hell no, you don't. You can't uh, capture the blue whale. No. No. They're the only beast on this planet... You can't cage. The blue whale. Yeah, I mean, uh I think there's probably some other whales too that you can't cage. Yeah, you probably got like the Greys up there, the humpback. Well so was it Star Trek four with the humpback whales? Uh the Voyage Home? Was that four? They they Six? It's the one Leonard Nimoy directed. Um But they clearly captured Pumpback whales. Yeah. I mean, they used uh, space beam technology to do it. Still dope, though. Um, I just read a book about uh, a story that was kind of like the um, inspiration for Moby Dick. Okay. um, Called The Heart of the Sea. Oh, that movie's kind of a snooze fest, but I imagine the book would be great book's great. Yeah. Sperm whales? They'll fuck your shit up. Oh, yeah. Don't fuck with sperm whales. This was a, I You know what? I actually liked The Heart of the Sea, the movie, simply because there was a giant-ass whale that fucked their shit up. Was that the Hemsworth yeah, movie? The Hemsworth, Hemsworth movie. Yeah, I missed that one. They are like, the true event that inspired... Did you see it in the theater? No, it was a reminder. Yeah, so, like... Maybe you need, that needed a theater thing just so you get the majesty of that giant whale. I don't want to spoil the movie for you, but, like, that whale's only the first part of the movie. Yeah, right. And then there's the whole second half of the movie where there's no whale. Just cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just drifting and cannibalism. Drifting in eating men. Yeah. And volunteering to be eaten. Yeah. That's. Which is intense. Yeah. That movie is, uh, yeah, kind of a snoozefest once, once you get past the whale, but, uh. The Whale Great. Part School. Great book. Yeah. Great book. Excellent book. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at a whale chart. So, I mean, Humpback, you know, that's a pretty big whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, okay, you got the sperm whale. That's a huge whale. You got a thin whale. A cell whale? I mean, that's, that's a big whale, too. Uh, here's a human for reference. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the orca. That's a fine-sized whale, but... Uh, much larger whales. As far as whales go, the orca is a baby. Yeah. It's a tiny little whale. It's yeah. As far as whales go. It's not tiny, it's just small. Right? Cuz yeah. there's stuff there's whales smaller than orcas. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you want to get into the uh the uh, the pilot whale or the uh, the meek whale. Yeah, so uh, those so those are tiny whales. Yeah. The or bottlenose whale, yeah. You know. Yeah, the orca is like a small whale. Yeah. Then you got regular size whales. Yeah. Then you got a few big whales. Then you got the king of the jungle. Yep. The lion, the lion of, of the sea. <laughs> Cannot be caged. No. A lion can be caged. Can't cage can't, 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 can't a blue whale. And what's up with all these whales just eating krill? <sighs> and plankton. Yeah. Lame. I think that's a myth. I think they should eat men. I believe, I believe that the blue whale... Travels to the depths of the ocean, which we and James Cameron have not explored, and eats prehistoric creatures that you, you your mind can't even imagine. Some whales do eat squids and shit though, right? Yeah. I think sperm whales eat squids. Oh yeah. Giant squids. Yeah. Prehistoric uh, squids. 20, 20 leagues under the sea? Down in the Mariana Trench. Yeah. Fucking crazy shit down there. Yeah. Dude. Oh. You 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 break past that uh that uh, gaseous cloud layer? Like, uh, like yeah. in the Meg? You don't know what's down there. Fuck, the Meg? Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I... There... What was I researching? I call it research. I'm just reading about upcoming movies I may be interested in. But there's a... I can't remember the actor, but I like this actor. And it was just like, oh, he's, he's starring in an upcoming shark thriller. I go. Yup. I I'm in. You're in. I, okay. Done. James McAvoy in a shark thriller. It, it, yep, yep, I'm in. Yep. If I Shia thought... LaBeouf in a in a shark thriller. I'm in. I'm in for two. Uh, Run me down for two. Let's see. If I just type new shark th- trailer, there's a lot. Yeah. So, uh, just look forward to. All the new shark thrillers coming out. Stoked. Yeah. Stoked. I still didn't see the Mandy Moore one. 24 me. I didn't see the new. Started it. I, I started it twice. Yeah. I literally pushed planet twice. And both times I was like, can't do this right now. Uh, yeah. Before it even starts, Before we went through the opening credits. I was like, I can't. I liked 47 meters down. But now there, there's, a, and there's a second 47 meters down. I believe it's called 47 meters uncaged. Which I have not seen yet. But... Uh, I look forward to uh, throwing that on Netflix one one, one, Friday night. Those are good summer movies. Yeah. Shark movies are good summer movies. Yeah. We're we're getting there. Yeah, we're almost there. It's warming up. It's like 50 degrees out right now. Yeah. Mm. Still cold? Yeah. So that's how these new uh, shark thrillers we look forward to. What else have you been watching? I had it down a couple weeks, so it's going to go quick for me. So I'll talk really slow. All right. Let me hit TV real quick. Um, I started a, I've been keeping up on my HBO series. Um, if you haven't seen Avenue five yet, it's so funny and it keeps getting better. Um, and so, yeah, I've been keeping up on that, I've been keeping up on the Sinner season three. Um, I started, so I got this graphic novel series for Christmas called lock and key and turns out it's a Netflix, Netflix adapted it. For live action TV, uh, the graphic novel is fantastic. It's probably one of the best series I've ever read. Um, but I dipped into the Netflix show. I watched the first episode. It is different, but it it's fu- it's really fun. And so, and I think they've it started out great. I'm, I look forward to continuing with that. I was scared it was going to be like a total shit bomb. Um, just after reading the. The comics, um, but super cool. So I, I enjoyed Lock and Key. I, d- I don't know why it's not getting more press because um, it's kind of got that Stranger Things vibe going on. Yeah, I did. Uh, so Joe Horn, uh, the author of uh, Lock and Key, he's been promoting it hard uh, and saying, I guess it's showing up on a lot of uh, critic lists, but yeah, it's, it's not getting that uh, cultural acknowledgement I, that, that Stranger Things just got where Stranger Things dropped and it was like instantly we were all watching Stranger Things. Yeah, I mean it was selling subscriptions to Netflix. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And I was like, because yes, the first episode I'm like, this is pretty dang good. Um, so yeah, I, I started that and then movie-wise I hit one of my movies on my two watch list. Okay. uh Recommended by you. I watched the Jake Gyllenhaal um, Vehicle Enemy. Oh yeah. Um, by, uh, directed by Denny Villanueve. V- Villeneuve, Villeneuve? After I butchered his name the, like three episodes ago, I've been uh, committing myself to learning yeah. that name. Villanueva, Villanueve, Villeneuve? V- Villeneuve. Villeneuve? Yeah, it's you, not Villanueva. Yeah, you dropped the nueva. Yeah. So, I watched a YouTube. I literally watched a YouTube video of a French lady pronouncing the name. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I assume Dune's going to be cool. So, off the top, I liked it. Yeah. I really liked the movie. I still don't know what I watched. I still don't know what I saw. Yeah. That movie is 2008 or something. But I totally thought it was cool. Have enough people seen it that we can discuss? All right, we'll discuss after. Yeah. I also don't understand. Especially maybe some of the more metaphorical things. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But cool. the, That that's where I that's that's my Yeah where my mind is like I kind of just go Okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's how I ended the movie too. It's like alright And so And this kind of leads into the movie today like we talked about last time we we did the show like I watched Midsummer and I, I keep going back and forth on whether I'm calling it midsummer or midsummer. Yeah. And then, and that kind of led us into today's show, right? Because I was talking about like fantasy horror and folk horror and, and stuff like that. And so this led me to this movie that I I stumbled upon while looking at s- for similar films, a movie called A Field in England. Okay. And so this kind of came along. Um, from we're kind of in the same fantasy folklore horror realm and this is a in in this movie it reminds me a lot not only like um, visually but um, thematically of of um, The Lighthouse which I talked about which Mm. is in the same category and so yeah there's this movie by this director called Ben his name's Ben Wheatley and it's an English film and it's it's filmed in black and white. Um, it's, uh, there's this war going on and like the Irish are fighting the English or something. I don't know what the year is. They got matchlock rifles and shit. But it's just this really crazy, artistic, folksy, fantasy movie. And it's really good. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's like, it's like a 90 minute movie, it's a quick movie, and so I started researching this director and I added like four more things to my watch list because I'm like, I gotta check all this shit out. Yeah. So yeah, uh, A Field in England. Can you say it was streaming somewhere? It is on Amazon. Amazon, okay. Yep. A Field in England. If, yep. if you like full core. If uh, you like the lighthouse, if yeah. you be right in your wheelhouse for sure, um... If you yeah, it, it's it's cool. It's kind of a mystery thing. It's got some comedy. Um, it does have some extremely thick accents, so you really got to be be ready um, and turn the volume up a little bit and and turn the volume up and the distractions down. So that's what I watched. Yeah, just a couple movies yeah. had, and, a, and a show. Didn't kind of had a light couple weeks. Um, I'm really addicted to a video game right now, so I've been playing a lot. That is fair. <laughs> so I, you know, I almost, uh, I almost, per- I almost purchased a new a new video game. Oh, yeah, I, th- I think I've uh, been kind of like, oh, you know heart's playing. Yeah, I've been playing Madden. I'm like, football season's over. I'm just not into. it. I'm playing a lot of picks. I'm just like, you know what, your heart's not into it. Yeah, you're not taking. You're not taking you're not, the open man. You're not reading the defense. You're going home run every yeah. time. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, you, just, you, you take a break. So yeah, I'm trying to find something new. There was there was some interesting. Uh, actually, this reminds. I was gonna bring it up to you, but uh, see if you have any suggestions. But maybe we talk after. But I'm looking at, like uh, something where I don't need to rely on my reflexes, but my uh, my wit. Hmm. Some sort of mystery game, puzzle game. They must exist. Oh yeah, Those telltale games. I, I I've enjoyed the couple I play. Yeah, I was like oh, there must, there must be others like it. Certainly. Yeah, so I was you know, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, can, I might have a, yeah. a suggestion yeah. or I, like, yeah, yeah. I think it was, uh, and, you know, sometimes um, electronics, like, read our minds. Yeah. Because I was having this thought, and then all of a sudden, like, in the bottom of the screen, it was like, best sellers to buy now. And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, this one looks kind of cool. So I clicked on it, and sure enough, yeah, it was this game called, like, The Wolf Among Us. Yeah. It's like action adventure. Like uh, I've heard of that one. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow. It's like they knew. Like, or I saw the ad and subconsciously put it in there, but well, we know how this works. <laughs> you think something into existence, and all of a sudden, Alexa reads your mind. And uh, yep, and then these yep. ads yeah. everywhere, it's Facebook ads, ads everywhere you look. Yeah, yeah. You've been watching. Uh, I found the shark movie. I was thinking. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, it, it was not an actor I like. It was an actor I hadn't thought about for a long time, and I was like, "What's he up to?" So yeah, it's like Googled right. them, yeah. And it was, uh, Zach Braff joined shark thriller Tiburon. And that's where I go, yeah, watch that. Zach Braff? Yeah. The guy from The Doctor Show? Yeah. The guy from Jersey Girl? Uh, Not Jersey Garden Girl. Garden State. Garden State? Yeah. Garden State's own, Zach Braff. The filmmaker, Zach Braff. Yeah. Is doing a shark movie? Yeah. Called Tiburon. Tiburon. Love it. Yeah, uh, it's in development, but trapped on uh, campers in a flooded tidal basin, within sight of the beach, a young family is faced with a harrowing choice of survival: do they brave shark-filled waters or a, a desperate and sadistic criminal on the run from the law? <gasps> is he the criminal? It's a psychological thriller that asks a simple question: which do you fear most, man or beast? It I the killer. Is it river wild in the ocean? With sharks. Do you face the r- river yeah, or do you face yeah. Kevin Bacon and John C. Riley? Yeah, I. Um, that movie's badass, by the way. Yeah, I had not thought about Zach Braff in a, in a long time. And then I think uh, with all the Oscar stuff, it was like Florence Pugh with boyfriend Zach Braff. I was like, this guy's got to be like 55 now. What's he up to? And then he's joining the uh, shark thriller Tiburon. So he's working. I hope he's the crazy psycho. I Reinvent himself, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Or he does, or he's the the, the simple, fun loving dad who does a lot of VO to the camera. And we jump inside his head and wacky things are played out for laughs. He doesn't know how to set up a tent. And then they do that like. It's like, yeah. When one of his kids dies, it's like. They play like the sad music from Scrubs. And, yeah. I look forward to that. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a winner. Yeah. Um, what have I been watching? Um. What's Jersey Girl? Garden State is a good movie. Jersey Girl, I believe, it was a Kevin Smith. Oh, that's the Kevin Smith, Ben Affleck, yeah. Jennifer Lopez. No, wait, that's Geely. Oh shit! Jersey Girl, Jersey Girl is, is Ben, ben, ben Affleck, Affleck. But with the kid, yeah, his daughter. Yes. Yeah. In Geely, were they hitmen? I've has, never seen. It Gigli. has um, uh, Stephen Tyler's daughter, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Yes. Yeah, Jer- yep, that is Jersey Girl. Yeah. Oli Trink is a young and at the top of his game as a music promoter. He is both a workaholic and silver tongue expert at manipulating the press. At a company Christmas party, Oli meets Gertrude, a book editor from the New York Publishing House. They are... And then I have to click on more. We don't need to hear more. Yeah. Written direct by Kevin Smith. Uh, let me pull up my... What have I been watching, though? Still working my way through uh, the office. We're in season seven. Like, okay, all right. Yeah are you Are you still working your way through the Irishman? No, I did not return to the Irishman. <laughs> but I so you currently, technically, are still working your way through the Irishman. I'm still working my way through the, the Irishman. You're sabbatical. Yeah. No rating on this. <laughs> I, I cannot honestly give you a rating as a as a podcaster as a, as, a, as a movie reviewer. I, I can't tell you. Really enjoyed those first three hours. <laughs> Uh, did not watch a lot uh, I'm continuing my Jake Gyllenhaal run and I think I just may keep this going so I work through his entire filmography To you get to that weather movie till I get to the weather movie <laughs> with Jake Gyllenhaal I watched a 2019 film I watched Spider-Man Far From Home it's fun it's fine Yeah. all these movies all the Marvel movies are just like solid B's every now and then you get like an A with the Guardians of the Galaxy or a Black Panther or, uh, you know, Endgame. Other than being, like, really, really long and, it, like, it's still pretty good. And the, the stuff, the, emo- like, it, it, the action's cool. But even, like, the worst one it was, like, Thor, End of the Dark World. What's that, like, a C-? minus?
1: The rest mm, of them just, like... That one
0: was pretty bad. D? Do we go yeah, F? Probably D. I wouldn't go F on it, but I'd go D. Yeah, D? But since then... They're all just like bees. Ever they're all the seen, same. Everything. Yes. Yeah, they're all the same. But they do it very well. Yeah. And uh, while I do, like I've kind of gotten like tired of them. I'm kind of glad they're not putting any out right now. I guess Black Widow. But it's been a they went a year before Endgame to now. I feel like I feel like those last couple uh, were like March April movies. Yeah. So well, uh, Endgame was uh, May. May. And it was so a big they were spring movie. Yeah. Memorial Day. Um, it was good. It was good. To take the winter off. Yeah, you, know, you, you give me time. But uh, so Spider Man, it's it was good. Like I I had fun watching it, and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's great. He's good enough. Even in that, he's great. When when uh, uh, you know his character, the, the way he plays it, and I, can you spoil Spider Man? Every, everyone's seen it. Well, that one that one in particular has got a pretty big twist. Yeah. To it. So, but uh, he's good. Yeah, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal is good, and uh, yeah, just says some of this stuff's very effective. Spider Man's like, really far from home in that movie. It's like as far as you can get. So I mean, he could have gone to Australia, but for a high school kid, that's pretty far from home. That's pretty far from home. Yeah. My parents would not. My aunt May would not have signed off on me going to Italy in high school. Yeah, um, I think for he's me, he's got that Stark money though. It though. Would've, yeah, it would have depended on uh, how that was needed to be funded. Yeah, if you had that Stark money, but a uh, Stark money, yeah, your my parents would have been me. like, "Yeah, fuck, get out of here." That's true. See, I'm thinking of it as, as my situation, but if I had that Stark money, yeah, maybe send it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Like um, I said, play. If you like these movies, you'll really like this one. If you don't like these movies, it's still fine. So yeah. Maybe we should start a sister podcast that is just Jillen Hall. The oh the yeah, the Jillen Gyllenhaal files or what The Jillen cast. Yeah, the yeah, cast. I think I, I think And was, we, we hit Maggie once in a while. Yeah. We throw Maggie in. I think we started She's a fine actress, by the way. early, early Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's one of those like he showed up as a kid in like yeah. something. Yeah. Uh I think that would be a very interesting Discussion of going like, it will be a journey, Mark Bubble Boy, to getting to uh, um, was like the last thing he did. Have we, oh, I guess would be Spider Man. Spider Man, I would think. I mean, to go just that journey to where to what got him there, it'd be it'd be a whirlwind of a ride. Yeah, it'd be a hell of a journey. That's right. I just pull, I pulled it up, and I am very much looking forward to uh. Oh, yeah, I think he was in the Sisters Brothers. Yeah. Sisters Brothers. So we got Spider Man from our home. And I'm very much looking forward to uh, Welcome to Vienna, The Lost Airman, Helicopter Heist, and The Division. Helicopter Heist is going to be great. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I look forward to that. Uh, watch another Are movie. they stealing helicopters or are they just using helicopters in to steal? In the heist? That's why you got to watch the movie. Uh, watch another movie, 2019 film. Uh, Directed by Jim Jarmusch, the Dead Don't Die. This movie, uh, Bill Murray and Adam oh, a zombie film. Yeah. Um, it's interesting enough to watch. There's a lot of. It's all of the. It's it's all of like a singular voice. If that makes sense. Like the right. Like everyone's giving the same delivery because I think that's the intent of the film is to do this deadpan. Dialogue through the zombie outbreak. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens into it. I, I just, I mean, I I didn't get it. I just I to, I, I just finished it. I was like, I, that that wasn't for me. It's okay. interesting enough. I think Bill Murray and Adam Driver, Adam Driver, who I very much like, and uh, you know, Bill Murray's always great, and uh, Tilda Swin Swin, a lot of interesting people. But it's just at. When the movie finished, I was like, I, I don't know. Fair so So, um, yeah, Dead Don't Die. I, give, I, I gave it a t- two out of five. What's yeah, the Jim Jarmusch things are usually a kind of an acquired taste. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't want to say they're highbrow. They're just different. Yeah, because I don't know if this went over my head. Right, but right. But, yeah, the, the taste, it just was not, not for me. It's, what I'll say about the Dead Don't Die. But... I didn't hate it. I definitely it kept me involved for you know an hour and a half, and then just it ended. I was like, I don't know, the heck was that? Yeah. So uh, that's all I watched. Just just two movies. Uh, Because I had to get um, we'll get into it. Uh, We watched two other movies, but one of them I had I had the darndest time watching one of these movies. It took me. This is we had another Irishman situation. We watched the 2006 remake to 1973, five? Uh, Three, yeah, 73. 1973's, we watched The Wicker Man. The 1973 Wicker Man. Let me get my notes out here. Uh, It is a British horror film directed by Robin Hardy and starred Edward Woodward, Britt Eklund, and Diane Salento. It is the story of... um, a police sergeant who goes to an isolated island of Summer Isle in search of a missing girl. He uh, and is appalled to find that the inhabitants of the island have abandoned Christianity and now practice a form of Celtic paganism. Um, 1973, The Wicker Man. Was this your first time seeing this this film? No, I had seen the original Wicker Man before. Yes. What were your, what were your thoughts on, on The Wicker Man? I, I like The Wicker Man. Yeah. I, I think it's a it's weird, but it's weird. It's good, weird. Mm. Um, it just has, there's just this, like, uh, air of mystery to it that really keeps me, like, into it. Yeah. Um, but it's got some weird shit. I, this was my first time seeing the Wicker Man. Uh, all I've known about the Wicker Man is that it shows up on a lot of, like, when you're watching, like, AMC and Halloween, they do the 100 scariest scenes in movie history. Wicker Man will always show up in, like, the, the 70s or 80s. Um uh, I'd never seen it. So this is my first time watching it. I, 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 I enjoyed the film. Yeah, it's got one of those iconic scenes. Uh-huh. You know, the Christopher Lee's out there. Yeah, in front of the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just one of those iconic film scenes. I mean, you see that in textbooks and, like... Yeah. And, yeah, your, your AMC, like, scrollers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I don't know if I'd say highbrow, but I feel like in 1973... this, this, this is, Or this is the type of movie that you could watch... And whether scary or you know is it effective as a horror movie, uh, thematically there are a lot of things that come across in the film that it, like it opens itself up for discussion, which is interesting in, in a film. Yeah, and and coming back to like we kind of came on this because we were talking about Midsummer. Yes. I'm back to Midsummer. I'm off Midsummer. I'm yeah. back to Midsummer, just like that. Because I think it's Midsummer. I think it's Midsummer. I think you're putting the, the emphasis on the wrong syllables. <laughs> I don't think there's supposed to be any emphasis. Yeah, though. Oh, you go fast. I think Midsummer is Midsummer. I say you just let it fall off at the end. Midsummer, Midsummer. You just yeah. But you know, and that's when it, like I was looking like. Oh yeah, The Wicker Man, and I. You can see where Midsummer definitely takes some inspiration from this movie, and or just in general like. That whole pagan ritual, human That's sacrifice right. thing. If folk horror is a subgenre, that, that, yep. that another, exists. Another subgenre we need. We need all the subgenres we can get. I honestly think, because we're going to talk more about subgenres here in a bit, but I honestly think we need to start categorizing every movie we watch into even further <laughs> subgenres. So just keep that in back in mind as we watch these movies. It's like, boom, subgenre. But because, yeah, I'll just get to it now. I, was, so I watched the movie. I was very interested in the movie. My wife didn't watch this movie with me. I was like, oh, I kind of want to discuss this movie. But you can't discuss it. I just go on YouTube and watch other people discuss it. And one one YouTube reviewer called uh, said that this movie has been referred to as the Citizen Kane of daytime horror. <laughs> Which I was like, that's a great subject. <laughs> right? Which, he only listed two movies. Wicker Man and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't know if Daytime Horror would be the top of my list, but <laughs> I guess technically both these movies are Daytime Horror movies. Daytime Horror. It goes Witcher Pan, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Midsummer. <laughs> those, those are the three Daytime Horror movies. That's it. Uh, I just love the term, The Citizen Kane of, because it did give us so uh, many techniques and, and styles of Daytime Horror it, it it laid it laid bricks. Yeah, you know it laid the pave the pavement for for other daytime horrors to follow. <laughs> Wicker Band crawled so Big Summer could walk. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. I just but it, it, so for me this was a movie. I like I it ended. I was like, look, this isn't a it it it's it has a cult following and it's highly regarded on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Believe it has a. I think it's in the '90s with with critics, but I don't think it's certified. I don't think there's a lot of reviews for it, but mm-hmm. uh, everything I you. cult following. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say this was a, a, a great movie, but it is a good movie. Mm-hmm. It is a movie that I was like, yeah, I wish other people saw this movie. I, I want to talk about the yeah. man, and I agree with that. I guess like, Mike saw it. that's what that's a, why we're a podcast a good movie, but is it a great movie? I don't know. Um, I I think if it does have like. Uh, highly regarded with critics, I get that. But I, I could believe this being highly regarded with critics and then lower with users, because I, I could see some users that see specific things in this movie, especially the musical scenes. There are legitimate musical scenes. Yeah. And the the very first one is that musical uh, seduction dance. Yes. With the naked lady. Um, that is one of the most bizarre scenes I have ever seen in a daytime horror movie, Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it works! It And you know And we see some crazy stuff in daytime horror. Yeah. 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 88% with uh, critics. It is certified fresh. And, and on the app I'm using, it doesn't tell me how many critics. Uh, are uh, 30... Looks like yeah, forty forty critics mm, uh, have weighed in. So yeah, that's it's eighty-eight percent critic consensus is that this is an intelligent horror film is subtle in its thrills and chills with an ending that is both shocking and truly memorable. And I don't agree with all that. It is subtle. Yeah, it, and it is it, it's subtle and it's effective. Where I, I watched that that uh, the scene where they're at the the festival and they're doing the uh, uh, the the sword dance thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an intense scene. Yes. Without being like beating you over the head. Like, everyone's having a good time. Uh, which, is, you know, differs from the remake. We'll get into the remake here in a bit. But, like, there's like this sense of menace without beating you over the head with, like, oh, you know, evil doings happening here. And I have like crazy, like, blind old ladies speaking in unison. And, you know, um,. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's uh yeah. I'd say it's very good. Yeah, yeah. Def, def the Citizen Kane of daytime horror. I think it's earned its title. It's a it's a cool movie. I mean, it, it's one of those like the only thing I come it's a library movie. Does that make sense? Like that's something that you just want to have on your shelf. Yeah. You know, maybe only watch it once every five years, ten years, but it's like I got. People come over, browse your collection. Yeah, like, what is this? They're like, oh, actually. Oh, she- they 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 look at it and go. They look at the spine like, oh, that Nick Cage movie, and like, oh no, no no, oh no, um, and you know, probably good to own because uh, where where did you end up streaming this? I I jumped through some hoops on this. Yeah, so I could only uh, I couldn't find it free streaming anywhere. Nope. I ended up renting it from Google Movies. Okay, yeah, which caused me. To have to find my Chromecast, which I haven't had hooked up in like six years, yeah. Find my Chromecast, figure out how to set that thing up again, get the firmware update on that, because you can't get. Because I guess I could have watched it on my phone, right? I didn't want to though; I wanted to watch yeah. it on TV. So yeah, I had to jump through some hoops, but I finally made it work. I I so uh, not available to rent on Amazon Prime. No, mm-hmm. uh, which is my preferred uh, streaming. Rental. Yep, me too. Uh, so yeah, I ended up running this on YouTube. Um, so. Yeah, and so I never, I've never rented from YouTube yeah. before. So I was like, mm, I'm gonna do the because the Google Play thing. I do. I have I've got Google Play yeah. the account. I'm just gonna do that. Here's a here's a little tip. They're connected. So if you're on your Xbox, which has a YouTube app, or you've set that up. So there's no Google Play app for the Xbox. Right. So I looked for that first yeah. before I set my Chrome. So place. you go to your Google Play. You rent it from Google Play. You go to your YouTube account under your library, under purchases, that movie will show up. Oh. So, a little tip. That makes sense because Google owns YouTube. Yeah. So, I learned that after, I th- learned that a few years ago when I was like, I had the Chromecast, but then I got the Xbox. I was like, wait a minute, I ran everything from Google Play. At that point, I was uh, running all the, over Google Movies, Oh. Okay. is where I was running everything. I was like, wait, how do I, how do I watch? Found the, uh, the YouTube. Well, that and so now t- I just go to YouTube. That's to, a great pro tip. So. If you can't find it on Amazon Prime, which, uh, you know, there's, there's, usually everything's there, but we, we do run into these cases. Uh, I'm glad we found it, because we might have had another uh, Dawn of the Dead situation where it's like, I can't talk about... Right. Yeah. Can't talk about the original... And I don't know if you can tell, this is probably the longest we've ever taken to get into the remake, but there might be reasons for that. So, Flash Forward 2006, the movie's remade, um, this time, uh, it's a remake, uh... It stars Nicolas Cage, and uh, we're we're starring Nicolas Cage, uh, Lily Sobeski, Kate uh, Behan, Ellen Burstyn, some other people, a lot of ladies in this movie. Um, This time, uh, it it takes place in the United States, where a police officer whose ex-fiance tells him that his... uh, Daughter is disappeared and asked for his assistance in the search off a secluded island off the uh, the coast of Washington, uh, where he goes and uh, then it kind of follows the same story of uh, pagan rituals and uh, it's a search for a missing child and hijinks ensue. Was this your first time watching two thousand six? The what? The Wicker Man. It was. Yeah. Uh, let's just start. let's let's go with the good. Okay. Yeah. Um. I have I, have, I took some notes. Yeah. So for me. Um, the good, uh, the setting. I always enjoy a movie located on an island in Puget Sound. Yes. Yeah. I just like it. Yeah. You know, I just do it my, my whale vacation, I'm going to an island yes, off Puget Sound. exactly. Might, might want to be careful. Yeah, you might, you might want to watch out yeah. for, uh. So, to me, that's good. Yeah. I liked the setting. Mm-hmm. Um... Some of the things that I think good may end up not being, may, or maybe because they're not good. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to uh, uh, say any more on what's good. I, let me know, first, how difficult it was for me to watch this movie. <laughs> I rented this movie. <clears throat> so it was already on YouTube. So I rented the first movie. I watched that Sunday night. So I was like, all right. I'm just going to stick on YouTube, and I watched it. And I was going to watch it on my tablet. Uh, so, I'd seen this movie before in, in college, like for what it's, I think, the reputation it's gotten, which is as a, uh, as a bad movie that you, you watch with people. Uh, and I was like, I'm just gonna watch this on my tablet. And so, uh, get all set up, I'm gonna watch it on the tablet. Tablet's not charged. Ah, ruin the first night. So then, I go and, oh no, I'm sorry, I watch this on Amazon Prime, because this is gonna play into it later. How much trouble I had with my Amazon Prime app streaming this for an entire day. I couldn't get to stream. At work. Oh, so I was going to walk on my lunch break. I was going to start. I was like, hey, you know, let me start the Wicker Man. You get it in where you can. And it just would not load. So then I get home. I start watching the Wicker Man. I get 11 minutes into the Wicker Man. My app crashes. And then I get in this loop of hitting play over and over again, watching the same 10 seconds before it crashes again. I start the movie over, and it crashes again. I was like... This movie's cursed. This is a cursed movie. (laughs) Finally, I have to just shut down everything. I shut down, restart everything. I may have watched The Wicker Man. Um, This movie, the good is it is it's unintentionally hilarious. I have that in my good. It literally wrote. It's fucking hilarious. And I, yeah, and I'm like, is that? And so that's why I didn't want to say it, because I'm like, is that good? It, I, it, It's so fucking funny. If you're asking, does good represent entertainment of a movie? Which ultimately should be the goal of a movie. Um, movies can do many things. They can make you laugh. They can make you cry. But ultimately, they should do that in an entertaining way. I don't know what the goal of this movie was, but I was entertained along the journey because it's hilarious. It is so it's funny. It's so funny. It is. A From lo- the beginning of the movie, it's funny. Dare I say it's the Citizen Kane, a <laughs> laugh out loud, daytime horror? Unintentional comedy? Yes. <laughs> of unintentionally funny daytime horror. This is the Citizen Kane. This is what all bad movies strive to be, is The Wicker Man. Um, I don't follow. I could not... F- the first movie, the, the original movie, which is based off a book, mm-hmm. I understood everything that was happening. I mean it's weird, but you get it. This man the man who goes to this island in search of a missing girl, because he is a policeman. He is a devout Christian man who mm-hmm. it comes with this at first conflicting ideology, and now then it turns sinister and you understand what he's there for and you can you you can track it all. Even in the reveal isn't like You're seeing the reveal, yeah, and you're like, "That's fine." Chris really, and he runs it. He runs it up for you. There were four uh, qualifications needed for yeah. This 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 is a it's a full core movie. It's about human sacrifice. We can spoil this movie, right? Absolutely. That's what we do. Oh, so you find out that the hero of our movie. Who is searching this missing girl? It's all in both films. It's all a ruse, and he has been brought to the island to be sacrificed to the Wicker Man or in a Wicker Man, and it is so that the harvest, the next harvest, will be bountiful. Mm-hmm. Whether that's bullshit, whether the, the 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 island is led by a con man or it's real, or that's for you to decide. But that's what the, that's what the island people believe. Uh, and and you, you in the first movie, the original, you, you, four things. He had to come of his own free will. In Wicker Man 2006, they get real loose with that free will, because the amount of hoops... So many things could have gone wrong for him not to end up on that island. At the end of the movie, when those ladies take their masks off, and it turns out that the cop... Who he works with is one of the island people. That's bananas. That she. That they've been planning this. So she had to go become a cop. Become partners with him. They had to set up this weird. The the movie starts with this car accident. That you go. What's this about? I don't understand this. This is his motivation to go. Search for a missing girl. That he doesn't know. Because he feels guilt for not being able to sell this one. That was all set up by these island people. That's a crazy setup. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about something here. Yes. If we need to go slow. If we need go see my scene. There's so many fucking twins. <laughs> yes. Okay. Horror movie trope: twins. Yeah. From The Shining. I honestly put that into the good category. Yeah. There's lots of fucking twins. It's weird. Much like it works. Mill- so Miller Light in the nineties. You love twins. Is the cop a twin? Oh, I just assumed that was her. I think there's a twin. Oh, okay. I think one of the, the cop is one of the twins. You know what? Uh, Suddenly, this movie's getting smart. <laughs> still, still a banana plan, but. Alright, now it makes sense that she didn't also fly back with him <laughs> and then put on the, been hiding the entire time. Uh, yeah, you know, okay, possibly then there, there are two sets of... Can I want to I back up for a yeah. second here. Yeah, let's back. So, we go any direction. I'd like to preface this. I had a friend in college, a dear friend, yeah. who was so fucking stoked for this movie. When he saw the preview, he was so excited to see this movie. And I'll tell you why. Because Nick Cage was a mega star in the late 90s, early 2000s, right? Yeah. topped off with his masterpiece, according to probably him, gone to 60 seconds, right? Yeah. Massive movie, hugely popular film, made shit tons of money, right? Then he kind of had the downfall. He hit the wind talkers. That was like, okay, not good. Then he's like, I'm going to redeem myself. He plays Charlie Kaufman. Adaptation. Yeah. yeah. Highly revered movie. Yep. Highly revered role. Okay. Possibly nominated for that. Po- I think Plays maybe. twins. Exactly. Mashed Men came out mm-hmm. a year later. Another critically, you know, I never, I, I, I saw Mashed Dickman in theater I thought it was a shit movie. Yeah. I did not like Mastic Man. A lot of people love Mastic Man. Man is not thrown into Nick Cage bombs. Right. So, National Treasure. Yep. Polarizing film. For me personally, I'm a big National Treasure fan. I love the archaeology yeah. kind of shit. I like the the historical, fictional mm-hmm. shit. I like National Treasure. I think that was a... I never up. saw the same. The first one, that first one is a fun movie. It's a great movie. And yeah. I think it's a, a commercial success. Yeah. In the least. Oh yeah, I believe so. Um, Comes out with the Weatherman. Mm -hmm. We're like, okay, we're getting this this kind of darker turn of Nick Cage. He's kind of redeeming, like the Nick Cage, you know, like going back to leaving Las Vegas kind of roles. I think the Weatherman is a good movie. I think he got mixed reviews. Um, but it's like, okay, this is this like different kind of role for Nick Cage. He's doing these more serious, back to the more serious role. Came out Lord of War next. Mm -hmm. Lord of War was. I I haven't seen it. Yeah. I think it's another mixed review one. It plays an uh, arms dealer. Yeah, I don't think it's like a real negative thing. I think it had a lot of talking to the camera shit. Yeah. Um, Okay, a couple other things. And then, the fucking Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. So I could see why my friend was pretty stoked right. for another Nick Cage movie. In 2020, Nick Cage has a reputation. Yeah. In 2006, he did not have that reputation. No. And and so I could see when my friend was super stoked. Yeah. And was this it? Is this is this the cliff he fell off of? I mean, I'm, so I, I was following with you, and I think it. I think it goes Wicker Man, and then he does next National Treasure two. You got to get that in. But then he's in Ghost Rider, Bangkok Dangerous, Knowing, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call.
1: That's
0: um, actually kind of a cool movie. Is that okay? Yeah. But uh, that was like a uh, sequel oh, remake, so... That's I was like, I'm saying. oh, is he is he back? Yeah. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh, they just kick ass. I think people like that, but yeah. And yeah. now now 2000, the aughts, or no, now we're in the teens. Trespass, Seeking Justice, Season of the Witch, Ghost Rider 2, Drive Angry, Stolen. This is definitely where we get, oh, Nick Cage has lost his mind and... and now he does awful movies, but I think Wicker Man. I think that's the start. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this movie was critically bombed and and financially it bombed. Uh, it had a forty million dollar budget, only made thirty eight million dollars. It has it has a fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And watching it, it, it's a bad movie, and he is bananas in it. He is absolutely fucking crazy. At one point, he's super serious. At other point, he's just screaming. Yeah, he goes from hot to cold. He- I didn't I, I didn't get the sense that he was depressed or that he was haunted by the, the the death of this young girl in the movie other than that he kept having these weird visions <sighs> every time that tr- every time the truck came when he's on the boat and he sees the girl through the window and then a truck on the boat comes and hits her how does that even make sense for a flashback I'm on a boat so it triggers the, yeah, I know. Hilarious. I know the blonde girl is what's supposed to be triggering the yes. thing. But you're sitting on a fucking ferry. How does that in any way trigger a highway semi crash in your mind? In someone's it's mind, it's hilarious though. It's, it's so, so funny. Good. And then it happens. And then he has another vision where uh, just every time that truck comes, uh, there's another. So he, and then I don't even know if like you can call him an unreliable narrator or it or just bad filmmaking where you just can't trust what you're seeing because he goes. There's a part where he goes to like the docks to save the little girl, oh, and he sees her. <laughs> oh fuck! And then so he dives in the water to rescue this little girl in the the water, but then it turns out that was just a that's it's a dream. It's but, a dream. But then he wakes up from the dream, and he's holding the it's little holding girl. The little girl. Then he wakes up from that dream, and what's he say, Mark? Does he go? God, God damn it! God damn <laughs> it! Yeah, I thought I, thought, I thought that was when we get the one F word that goes, God, God, God damn God it! Like God he, damn it! Like he knew <laughs> how the audience was gonna react. Cause that's what I said. I was like, "Oh, it was a dream of a dream." I, I would get it if like the island people were drugging him and he was having these hallucinations, but he wasn't. It was simply just a dream of a dream. And then he goes, "God damn God it!" God damn it! Oh, when he finds that doll and he's just like, "How to get burned? How to get burned?" And he says like four or five different ways. I'm just like, "Oh, they wanted one take, and he just gave them all." He's like, "Pick whichever one." And They're like, we'll "Keep I'll them all." Take in. them all. Yeah. Oh we haven't got to the end of the movie where it's the most hilarious thing and I'm What ending of the movie did you see? I watched the theatrical. I today watched an iconic deleted scene that was in I guess the unrated or or, or On the DVD, which is what I initially saw. And so when I rewatched it, I go, wait a minute, isn't there a whole scene where he gets bees poured on his head? And there wasn't. And so then I had to go to YouTube and I had to rewatch that scene. I watched that, and that is so awesome. Yeah. Like, how do you pour? You can't pour bees down a funnel; they fly. It, was there like was there like a mesh screen on the? cage? I couldn't tell on the, I on the, the video. Yeah. Um, video. I was gonna say no. That <laughs> would I needed a high def TV to see there was a <laughs> speaker. Otherwise, I was like, so those bees are just like flying out of that thing. And and isn't that funny how that's kind of an iconic scene from a gonzo, shitty fucking Nick Cage movie that's not... It wasn't even in the theatrical release. Yeah. It it was a deleted scene. It's... But... So... let's, Let's pull back the curtain here. Not everything we see in a movie is actually happening. We watch these Marvel movies a lot, and a lot of people might be surprised to hear that they're in front of, like, a green screen, but... Actors. You're blowing my mind right now, Mark. Film creators. What is the green screen? (laughs) It's a screen that's green. And then they just, like, post pictures. And then they can, like, CGI things happening. And these actors just pretend it's happening. And sometimes they effectively do it. Nick Cage, when he's in that B scene, which is... I don't know if we should include this in the movie because it's a deleted scene. I I feel wrong holding it against the movie. But I feel like the director's like, no, Nick. We're going to CGI in it, but what's going to happen is that there's going to be bees poured into a funnel, and they're going to be in your eyes, so we just let you react. And I feel like he's just saying what is supposed to be happening, and it's so damn funny. They're just like, oh no, not bees! Not the bees! Oh, they're in my eyes! I was like, yes, but we can see it now, because they've CGI'd the bees not in. Not the bees! I understand that when he did it, there were no bees, so he's like, well, we have to imagine bees, but... It's just, it's so okay, okay. silly. So I, so I will say that I'm going to put this in the good category. Yeah. Um. So we talked about the semi scene at the beginning. Yes. So to me, that is in the, 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 the setup is in the good category for me. The fact that there's a setup. Because the original, there was no setup. He right. just fucking shows up. He just goes. Now, the problem with the setup mm-hmm. is it's banana cakes, and it has really no bearing other than it was a blonde girl that got k- killed, and he's looking for a little yeah. blonde girl. So that's the connection, and it's so thin. Yes. Um, But I like that there was setup, and we kind of got to see, like, why he's haunted. He, he didn't play a haunted cop at all. Yeah. Like, he wasn't haunted by this except for the stupid flashbacks on the, like, but... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, it's good that they kind of like, hey, let's give him a little bit of a backstory. They tried to give the character something. And tried to give yeah, him something, motiv- motivation. some motivation, and and then then you know we see like the the epipens. Yeah. You know, like, oh, so he's allergic to bees. Okay, shit. Yeah. Okay. And then he's go. And then we find out when he gets to the island, they produce honey. Right. And you're like, oh fuck. Okay, he's got the epis yeah. though. He's cool. He's Got the epis. And I was half. I was like, oh shit. Is this Wicker Man? Like. Is he gonna live? Yeah. Is he gonna survive? Because I'm like, oh, it's gonna be some crazy thing where he epipens himself in the chest and then he gets the fuck out, mm-hmm. and that's the twist. Is that in this remake, is he doesn't get sacrificed? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, he gets sacrificed. again. <laughs> um, so that I'm putting the setting, the setup, as a, in good for me. Yeah. I'm trying to find something. There. Oh yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it. I didn't even hate it because, like, at the reveal, I'm just like, "That's wild that they that they thought that much into it that they're like, we're gonna send one of our own to the mainland. She's gonna seduce a cop because it has to be so. There's four things in the original. Uh, well, in the original, it was he had to come of his own free will. Uh, both cops do that. They had to be. I don't think she says it in the second one, but in the first one, he has to be uh, a king, a, a law enforcement. He had to be a fool. Uh, I think that kind of just plays into him um, buying into it all. Yeah, about being a sucker. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, in the fourth, he had to be a virgin. Uh, in this one, no, uh, it was he had to be he had to be a stranger, but of blood. So essentially, they send with their own, seduce a cop, get knocked up, leave that man. Five years later, lure him to the island mm-hmm. in order to um, totally easy to do. Yes. Why they had to like three years into this plan, we are gonna stage a car accident. That's seemed crazy, right? Uh, again, for a movie, we, we you needed an a- it, you need action to start a movie. A lot of movies do this where you know it just starts with a, a exciting incident and then then the movie kicks off. Uh, you yeah, know, I think we did uh, talked about that when we watched Disturbia. I uh, like, yeah, you just gotta start with something big. Yeah, can't get bigger than this weird semi truck. <laughs> That was a shocking scene. Yes, uh, I when I was watching the original and she tries to seduce. Uh, there, there's a character Willow. So two Willows in the same. Uh, in the in the remake, she successfully seduces because I mean they're engaged to be married, have a child together. Yeah. Um In the second one, this will she tries to uh, seduce uh, the cop, and he turns her down. Uh, and that's an awesome musical scene too yeah <laughs> both when he first meets her and when she's trying to seduce him yeah those are great musical scenes the bar scene oh man they great. are myth- yes that's good shit I, God, I was good. really hoping there There's just... this needed a bar scene this needed a bar that scene that Nick Cage was enjoying <laughs> did War you hated. notice the stein that Nick Cage is drinking beer from is uh. clear on the bottom yes yeah because when he chugs it, it you can yeah see the liquid go down um, that's just a shitty prop right yeah Think so? <laughs> I'm sure it's the show. Like, yeah, show. So they's chugging, chugging this honey meat or whatever. Uh, so watching the original, I go, "Oh man, if he just would have given in, what happens to their plan? Is it just Dunzo? But I guess to truly test the human sacrifice, you know, it's, it's kind of a gamble. Yeah, if he if he gives in, they need they know they need a the crops would be fucked because I mean. Yeah, they, yeah. Or, or, Th- that was their seat. That was their time. They had the, they had the small window to to But do they exactly had to that. be sure he was the guy. Exactly. Yeah. We uh, watched the remake. I was like, man, this could have blown up in their faces so many ways. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I feel like we're just kind of like off our normal format. Yeah. Fine what for does this movie? do better? <laughs> okay. What's it do better? Yeah. Nicholas Cage in a bear suit who just nonchalantly walks up and cold cocks a bitch. <laughs> like. So, he... <laughs> oh, that was a fair part. He punches, he punches or kicks three different women in the Karate kicks. Let's just he, put it in Karate... It. He has a karate... He karate kicks, kicks a chick into a wall. Yes. Yeah, at one point, he and <laughs> Lily Sobeski get into a fight where he pulls out... He kicks her twice. She the, goes feral. The second kick is like it's just a straight up ninja kick to the face that knocks her into a wall. But before that, or before and after that, he just punches two women in the face. Now, in the situation of the movie, just because, uh, you know, I mean, he's trying to solve his little girl's disappearance, and, and obviously these these cult people are have um, bad intent. Seeing it in film, it's f- hilarious. I don't know... When he punches the second... Dressed as a bear, he just walks up to a lady. She has, she has no idea it's coming. And he just punches her in the face. <laughs> he cold cocks her in the a <laughs> bear costume. And like, the shot, just everything about it. The fact that it's Nick Case, The fact that he's wearing a bear suit. The, this weird shot of him running up to her. Like, don't worry, I'm gonna go... And he's just like running up to her. Nonchalantly. Just yeah. Just jogging. Jogging. (laughs) And she sees him coming and is just like, oh, what's going on? And boom, punches her in the face. Yeah. That's, uh, again, unintentional comedy. Now, Nick Cage has come out and he's stated that his intent for this movie was to make a black comedy. And uh, And other than his acting, I... I don't see it. I don't know how that intent... uh, Yeah, so Nicolas Cage objected to the criticism that the film was unintentionally funny, saying that he and the director knowingly made the picture as absurdist black comedy, and that it should have been seen and judged as such. It's not black comedy. Yeah. It's... It's so bad it's funny comedy. Yes, because nothing about the filmmaking or the writing... It's funny. If you if you sub out Nick Cage and you put in generic actor of the mid-2000s, if this is Josh Hartnett, at, you know, when he did uh, you know that Missing Girl movie, and he plays it straight, it's just a really bad movie. And there's nothing really funny about it. But the fact that it's Nick Cage and he's doing what he's doing, that's what makes it funny? But I don't think you'd call it a black comedy. No. No, I don't think it's a black comedy at all. Now, if we, I watched the entire movie, an hour and 40 minutes of that movie, he gets his legs broken in a very funny way. And it's not funny, but like the the visual of it is funny. Uh, and then he gets those to be on part his head. And he gets put into a wicker man. And then that lady, that the little girl, she comes and she's about to drop that torch. And a semi-truck came and hit her. I go, oh, this is a black comedy. This is a statement about something that I don't get. But that didn't happen. He just... He gets burnt up in a wicker man, and the villains of the movie win. <laughs> that would've been great, though. I gotta give. She the torch and all of a sudden, my truck just that would've been runs awesome. her over. I gotta give Nick Cage credit for just like trying. Yeah, like trying to like now get out from under this shitty movie. I don't put it behind him that he read the script. Meant to do it, and maybe he was like, maybe he reads it and goes, "Oh, this is a comedy." But I just don't think anybody told him. Maybe that's how his mind interpreted it. And he's like, I'm playing this for laughs. But yeah. uh, I don't think anybody else was. Yeah. I think everybody else thought they were making a horror movie. Good God. Yeah. So since I since I uh, answered a question for yeah. you about the copying of a twin. Yeah. Will you answer a question for yeah. me? Yeah. So after Nick Cage cold cocks a chick. The first or the second time? Wearing the bear costume. Okay, yeah. And he's running with the little girl. And then he decides to remove the bear costume. Yeah. Why does he leave the bare feet on? He didn't have his shoes on. He didn't want to go barefoot. Okay, that's the... what I needed to know. Yeah. I just needed <laughs> Yeah. Because uh, Black... that was even funnier than a full bear costume. Yeah. His just had... It's like... He's got like those bear slippers you, know, yeah. you get for Christmas. Uh, Blackberry bushes run rampant in... Uh, that's true. La- yeah. There's thorns everywhere. Thorns everywhere. So you don't want to go barefoot yeah. in that. Uh, so he punches two ladies. And I was, the, uh, the, the character Nick Cage plays... Yeah, he's an ambidextrous puncher because I mean, he he goes left hand first, and then the second lady right hand. I mean, he's, well, he's a co- he's trained. He's, co- he's, 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 trained he's, he's trained. He's a piece professional. You know? Yeah. Q C Q. Yeah. What does this movie do worse? Or C Q C close quarter combat. What's it do worse, yeah. Mark? Um, the Nick Cage cold the hot acting. Yeah. Was just like so distracting. He, 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 at one point he's just fucking walking around calling her name. Yeah. Rowan! Rowan! At least in the first movie the guy's like seems to be legitimately searching places. Yeah. Um, both in both movies the whole search for Rowan is fucking stupid. I don't think either one of these are great cops. Yeah. And that's how they get them there. Yeah. They're I fools. Guess. Oh that's true. Yeah, but it's they're like, the fools. Rowan! Like, she's gonna, like... At least in the first one, the guy's, like, looking through houses and not, like, calling her name everywhere. Yeah. Nick Cage is walking through the forest. Rowan! Rowan! Hey, yeah, you think that the mother would have tried that, Nick? Yeah. If this was real? Yeah. We're, like, an hour and 15 minutes into the movie before he finally says, Take me to the place you last saw. I was like, that's where a cop should start. Not the best cop. Yeah. Uh, I mean... God, it does so much worse. And this movie completely drops any... You know, as I said, when I finished the first one, it was a movie I kind of wanted to discuss. And I was like, oh, you could see the themes. And, yeah, you have this... Uh, uh, the, the, these two conflicting ideologies of Christianity and the, this Celtic... They just dropped that completely. Yeah. And then, now it's just a creepy cold movie. Yeah. They All the subtleties dropped completely. He gets on his island, and right away, it's like, oh, something's up here. Uh, they, you know, at least in the first one, they try to play it a little more more subtle. I mean, he... he in the beginning, what, what is in that bag? Oh, yeah. We get this, like, jump scare. Yeah. If you will. Not, I didn't jump. No. Nick Cage jumps. Nick Cage jumps. It's like a bloody, like, burlap bag, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's we, stripping and moving. We never find out what's in there, do we? Yeah. He's like, he jumps. Yeah. He says, oh, well, what, do you got a shark in there? And then they tell him to take a look. And then before he can look, it, like, jumps at him. And every laughs. So we're like... Well, there's still something bloody and moving in that bag. And we just move on with the film. Yeah. that What the fuck? Could have been a pig. <laughs> Could have been a shark. Could have been Rowan. Could've, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he never thinks like, yeah. you gotta show me what's in there. Yeah. I gotta... What? I didn't catch that. We never see what's in that bag. You ne- never see. What do you think of the title, The Wicker Man? And I will that because this movie... Um... The Wicker Man is just this thing that shows up at the very end of the movie. It's not discussed. No no one talks about the Wicker Man. But then, at the end of the movie, there's this giant Wicker Man. And it, it's just an interesting thing that the movie's called the Wicker Man, but the Wicker Man doesn't even make an appearance until the last like five minutes of the movie. I... I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think. like I, I kind of like that weird that just like what is the Wicker Man? Yeah, it is this thing that, as an audience member, it is just kind of this looming mystery, and then at the end, you know, it literally looms over. It's this giant structure and shows up and it burns in. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting title. Uh, yeah, the Wicker Man. Yeah, I, I like it. I like the title. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it's cool. could I didn't tell you anything about the movie? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. I think it's kind of cool. But this is our first reference. This is the first time we're talking about the Wicker Man, about the you know this it's movie about uh, you know it's, it's a full core movie about uh, crazy cults. Yeah, and there just happens to be a Wicker Man at the end. Uh, did you like the change from apples to bees? Uh, yeah, I'm cool with I the. I think it's cool with the yeah, yeah the change of 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 uh uh produce that they are. are Although there's the scene where Lily Sabeski is like eating a big old bright red apple, and I'm like, so is it apples? Is that a uh, is that a subtle uh, homage to the original? It must be then, I guess. I don't give anyone credit in this movie that so. they thought that. Much. <laughs> uh, what a okay. What about the end credits? Why was this movie dedicated to Johnny Ramone? So. Johnny Ramone and Nick Cage were friends, of course. And Johnny Ramone is the wa- is the person who introduced Nicolas Cage to the original 1973 film, The Wicker Man. Oh. So Johnny Ramone, I believe, had recently died. Um, and so, yeah, it was uh, dedicated to Johnny Ramone. Oh, okay. There you go. So, well, he's I mean, that's answered. Uh, so you're telling me, you're telling me then that and not only did Nicolas Cage... No Johnny Ramone. Yeah. Which is epic. Yeah. But he had seen, he was aware and had seen the original Wicker Man. Yes. Maybe he saw the Maybe original. he was making a black comedy. It was very possible that he watched the Wicker Man and go, oh, this is a comedy. <laughs> and just no one else got it. I think you are going to talk about why at the end... Is James Franco there? Oh, I wanted to... Yeah, I was saving that for last. Like, happy to see this is where we got our James Franco come up. Yep. This is uh, was I mean, this, Freaks and Geeks. Was this post Freaks and Geeks? I think this is post Freaks and Geeks. since 2006. But, I mean, shortly after Freaks and Geeks. The one yeah. season Freaks and Geeks. And, yeah. Boom. Franco
1: uh, getting his come up. For
0: the other ones, um, John Ritter's son. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Can't think of his first name, but yeah. yeah. So, those guys just pop up at the end and you're like, oh, the cycle... For a horror movie? Is that Sister Honey? Or is that a twin? Oh, shit. See, I just assumed it's Honey. But you're right. There's all these twins. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it's possible. Is that Sister Willow? Or is that a new Willow? You don't know who any of them are. Yeah. Yeah. So rewatch this movie. That is just like this movie ends in 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 it, the most bananas ways of Nick Cage. Especially if you watch that de- deleted scene, you throw all that in. You're on this crazy ride from when he dons the bear suit to when the Wicker Man goes up in flames. You're on a journey, mm-hmm. and you're falling along. And then it, the movie ends, and then you're like, "Oh, there's this nice <sighs> a moose bouche of like, holy shit, it's James Franco." <laughs> And then you just watch that for like three minutes. And then it ends. And then you, and all of a sudden it pops up. Dedicated to Johnny Ramone. And then you're just even more confused. And then the credits run. It's a... This movie is a masterpiece. It, it, is the ma- it, is, it is the masterpiece of the Nicolas Cage Gonzo era. Yeah. Um, would you like to, Gonzo Library. Would you like to see a sequel to... The Wicker Man. Would you like to see James Franco have to return to the island of, of Summer Isle? Yeah. It's so fucking nuts to think that. Yeah, dude. And you know what? Franco's great. They I, nailed that. If James, like, James <laughs> Franco now do some of like, the acting he's capable of doing, yeah, I would send him that island. I want to see the Franco Wicker Man yeah. movie. Yep. But yeah, let's get this sequel made. So there you go. Would you like to see a remake? Ah, uh, man, I, I, do. I want to see. How about let's be more specific. Yeah. Do I want to see Ari Aster given the reins on a Wicker Man remake? Mm. Yeah, I kind of do. Did you kind of get it with Mids- Midsommar? Yeah, you kind of do. There's um, a guy in bear suit. If only he would have punched somebody. Cold cock. Yeah. Not punch, Mark. Okay. Cold cock. If only he would have laid out. One of the ladies in Sweden, but yeah, I saw that bear I was like, I've seen this bear before. I, I think, I, I think, given to the right director and the right writer, that a a, a remake of the '73 Wicker Man could be done really well in modern times and really cool. Now, you you already asked her. One of the uh, the, the the new visionaries of of. Daytime horror. Daytime and Folk horror. Or maybe pass the uh the reins over to uh someone who does black comedy and satire. And wanna see what they can do with it. Todd Phillips follow-up to the Joker. The Wicker Man. I wanna say Nick Cage's vision of what he believes. You know what? Give him, give him the director's chair. I yeah. want Nick Cage to direct the Wicker Man <laughs> and just see what he envisioned it to be. Uh, just dreams on top of dreams on top of dreams or just people waking up from nightmare after nightmare each time just... God damn! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it's, did he fall... We, oh, man. He falls asleep on the pier? Yeah. Yeah, he... he <laughs> It, he he's dream he he's dreaming that he sees the girl and swims under to rescue her. Yeah, within the dream, he wakes up and it's a dream. It is a dream of him holding right. her, which then he wakes up from and curses the Lord. So when did he fall asleep? He just walked out of the pier, sat he down, was, and dozed off. I feel like he's like you know one place that we haven't looked yet. Or was that like, the last time I saw it was at the point. Yeah. Be careful at the point. Yeah. And he, I mean, guy's exhausted. Yeah. You know, he's on that plane flight. The guy makes him wade. Yeah. Wade on the shore. Yeah. He hasn't been able to enjoy his coffee because they don't have any honey. That's a good set. That's a good part of it too. Was like yeah. him having to, like, it wasn't done real well, but him having to sneak onto the island. Yeah. I do think it's crazy that like they he were just shows all there the though. Bar. Like, it just rolls into the bar. Yeah. Like, if you really had to sneak on the island, wouldn't you want to kind of, like, be stealthy? Maybe, like, have a look around? Like, get your bearings? Well, I believe that, Maybe like, wear a camouflage... Maybe wear a bear suit? Blend in with the jungle? <laughs> That's only if you know what's going on, on the island. I think to both of, um... Uh, both cops are, like... I think, uh... In the they're like, oh, it's Amish? Like, oh, it's an Amish... Like, right. I think to them, they're just like, oh, it's just, like, a simple... Yeah, I'm a, I'm a cop. I'm here to investigate... Yeah. I, I'm a cop go to the pub that's where information is that's, yeah, that's where the people are that's where people are both hit the glass I'm here to investigate they that song they sing is ridiculous it's uh or yeah it's not a limerick no right it's a song what, what type of, it's like a folk song, oh, yeah, it's it's a, folk a, song. yeah it's a folk song yeah it's passed down from generation yeah. to generation the landlord's daughter yeah um Wicker Man 2006 did we need it? We yeah, we needed it because we needed to we needed to have it. Let Mark, me, this, it's so fucking bad. It's good. This movie, I think, is the we said a billion times. People like watch like The Room, which I've never seen, and they watch other bad movies. Uh, this is this is the Citizen Kane of this type of movie. I hope every year in college dorm rooms gather to watch 2006 The Wicker Man. In, in all its glory. It, this movie's so funny. I mean, there's like... There is such a following of, of the cheeseball movies. Yeah. Like, even like... The cult... Like, we did a Tremors movie. Yes. Tremors... It's kind of almost in the same category. I mean, it's... I think Tremors is a good movie. Yeah. It, but it's so cheesy and goofy. It's yeah. good. It But... And what separates a movie like The Wicker Man from Tremors is that in Tremors, I think everyone's in on the joke. And the performances are so good. Yes. The Wicker Man, I don't think anyone's in on it. Yeah, no one knows that the only one in on it apparently was Nick Cage. He's the only one in on it. Everyone else is trying to make a horror movie, except for Nick Cage, and the movie's so bad But thankfully... They had Nick Cage there, because otherwise, this is just a movie that completely bombs and we never hear of it again. It would have been so much... Like, for him to say, yeah, we're making a black comedy." it would be so much more believable if he said, no, me and the director were doing experimental film. Yes. Every We wanted everyone to think we were making a serious yep. horror film, but he, whoever directed it, and I knew I was going gonzo on this bitch. That, 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 that would have been... Far more believable. Far more, yes. If that was the explanation, that he and the director were the only ones in on it, that's why you cast uh, n- no one else, you know. you know, It, w- it wasn't Judy Dench who didn't play uh, Summer Isle. Right. You know, you had just get a bunch of people who who weren't going to question what Nick Cage was doing. And what has happened to Lily Z- Zabiski? She was around for a bit. She had a moment, and... Um, I like that movie she was in The Glass House. Yeah, yeah. Um, Glass House I think she was in a really bad movie with Paul Walker they are like driving somewhere oh uh, she was in Joyride Joyride yep yeah. she kind of yeah Glass House Joyride Wicker, Wicker Man she kind of had this PG-13 horror movie run uh, maybe the next Scream Queen but uh, yeah kind of fizzled out and I uh, don't know what she's up to now um, we wish her, well, I, hope I hope she's in this uh, Zach Braff Shark movie I hope she is too I hope she plays the mother She's just gonna like pop out of nowhere all of a sudden and win an Academy Award. She'll have a resurgence. Yeah, yeah. The uh... she'll pull Laura Dern. Yeah, <laughs> like all of a sudden she's back. She'll get her HBO show, and then all of a sudden she's back and she's winning everything. Yeah. Uh... That being said, Laura Dern is a is a superior actress just from the little I've seen of Lily Zabisky compared to the 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 library I've seen of Laura Dern. Is a great actress. Yeah. But um. um Yeah. Yeah, it is weird that it is weird when uh actors and actresses kind of have this moment of like, oh, they're kind of the it person for a while, but like you can't really put your finger on why, but then you understand kind of why they disappear. It looks like that she's no longer acting. Uh her last uh, thing was in 2016, uh a movie called The Last Film Festival where she played Stalker, and before that her last uh credit was in 2012 in a movie called Branded, where she played Abby. Hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah. She's probably like a renowned stage actor or something. That's true. She's on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Or, yeah. Country Western album. Doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Or Architect. Tons of things you can do where you don't show up on IMDb. Yeah. I'm not on IMDb. I live a fulfilled life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh you have thoughts on wicker man if you would like to turn this into a wicker man only podcast where mike and i watch one minute of the wicker man and we do an episode of it if we get enough votes we'll do it um to cast your votes <laughs> you can email us at dbtgpodcast at gmail.com or find us on facebook uh or twitter dbtgpod um itunes rate review was this a good episode we, we, was this a bad episode? Was this the Wicker Man of episodes? <laughs> it was we, a, a fun episode. We didn't really talk about our format. I think we were just so blown away by what we witnessed in it, the Wicker Man. It, it was, it, it's just kind of fun. It's just fun to talk about. It. It's so... I didn't just not to, to get just, it out. Yeah, it's just such a bonkers movie. And there's a million things we just haven't, we haven't touched on. <laughs> a million funny things Nicolas Cage said in that movie. You're not, you're not, not going to bring back your damn honey. <laughs> uh, you, you bitches. Just hit yelling at over and over again. Um, yeah. It's, uh, this movie is great. Or awful. I don't know. I don't know if I'll watch this again. But I don't know. Y- you've seen it twice? I've seen it twice now. Twice as much as me? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't... So I don't know if I'll watch it again either, Mark. I'm but I might. But right. You know what? When you get the 1973 Wicker Man physical copy to own in your library, get double pack. Get I, that I, combo. This would be an excellent um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 flick. Yeah. Just a commentary movie. These are, you know, I know they brought Mystery Science Theater back, but I think they kept in the same vein of just kind of doing those like B mm-hmm. sci-fi movies. I don't, I, mean, I don't know what goes... I think those movies like Public Domain yeah, or how, yeah. how it works, it would be great to get movies like The Wicker Man and just have commentary. Yeah. You know, hilarious commentary over it. It really would. This is, a, this is a good like to watch in a group setting um, if you're into that kind of thing. Watch The Wicker Man. We're going to be back in a couple weeks. We're going to take our spring break. We're going to be back on another movie. um We're going to watch uh, something lighter. Maybe something just as hilarious. though. we're gonna watch Shanghai Nights, the sequel to Shanghai Noon, the Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan buddy duo movie. And bonus, uh, I just found out. Maybe you told me we got a new Shanghai movie in the pipe. Oh yeah, I do believe uh, we read that on our uh, upcoming sequels yeah. uh, thing we did for uh, to start the year off. So yeah, uh, new Shanghai, Shanghai n- Noon Night Morning. So we're new uh, Shanghai Morning. Sweet. That's, I guess, that's how that works. <laughs> uh, until then, it's been don't be that guy. Uh, guide sequel remakes. Why the bees?